0: I'm Sunny Doozy. Welcome to the Sunny Show podcast for the bright side of being your own boss and building your own life. My definition of being your own boss means showing up for yourself so you can show up for everyone and everything else personally and professionally. So congratulations on showing up boss. I promise to support you on your journey with every single episode. Let's begin. Hey boss, welcome back to The Sunny Show. This episode went way off the rails in a very good way. And there are a lot of knowledge bombs about some very tactical and technical things in your business, like how to monetize your Facebook groups with some genius strategies. But we also dove into a lot of the personal side of being your own boss, and it got really interesting and very raw. So I'm really, really excited for you to hear some of the realness behind having a life, having a family, and also trying to manage a business. So Jill Stanton is a good friend of mine, and she's also the co-founder of Screw the 9 to 5, her and her husband, Josh's Slice of the Internet, where they help entrepreneurs build more attention for their brands, make more money in their business, and get more out of life through simple strategies, how-tos, and behind-the-scenes glimpses into the realities of building a business online. I adore Jill and Josh. They were technically my neighbors for a little bit, and they're whizzes when it comes to building businesses really on your own terms, and they are living that in their lives right now. So super, super excited to share this one with you, as I always am, and I know you're going to get a lot out of this. And If you're a mom listening right now, I feel like you're really going to appreciate how honest this conversation is. Let's go. Welcome, Jill, to The Sunny Show. I feel like it's so formal to say that because we're actually friends. <laughs>
1: I know. I'm like, let's cut this this formalities and get straight to the good stuff. But I'm so excited to be here and so excited to jam with you.
0: Yes, me too. So you're the co-founder of Screw the 9 to 5, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And I knew about what you did a long time before we actually got connected through James Wedmore. So thank you, yep. James, for connecting us and making us Insta friends. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I knew what you did long before I met you. And then once I met you, I just, you know, my respect grew even more for what you and Josh, your husband and business partner. Oh, that um, guy. Oh, that guy. (laughs) uh, Have created. And before we dive into kind of how things um, have gotten to where they are now with your business, I want you to take us on the journey because there's a lot of entrepreneurs and Mm -hmm. people who want to be entrepreneurs uh, listening to this right now. So what was the journey from having the idea to where you are today? Yeah. So we
1: had the idea for screw the nine to five, like on the one week you're not supposed to work, which is our wedding week. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, at the time we already had a business together. So Josh and I had a previous business, an affiliate marketing business, and we had about 34 different websites and all these different niches. And we started noticing a lot of people being like, do you guys even work? And you know, you get your backup. You're like, I work harder than you. Um, (laughs) um, So there we are in Costa Rica on our balcony. Bob Marley was playing. We had a few Costa Rican rums going and we were kind of talking about that, right? Because we were about to move to Thailand after our wedding. Yeah. um, Because we had built our business up to the point where it had replaced both of our incomes from our previous businesses, separately, not together. And Josh was like, yeah, we should start a blog so like we can document this journey. What would we call it? And I was like, a few rums and like, you know what? Like screw the nine to five. <laughs> and then we were like, oh my God, is That's that taken? It. And we searched it immediately. It wasn't taken, snatched it up. And it's just been truly honest to God, like it doesn't sound that sexy. It's been a five-year process of like trying to figure out what works.
0: Thank you for being honest. <laughs> <laughs> True, though, (laughs) because it's really important to talk about that because I've been doing what I do for almost a decade. Um, which is kind of crazy. like Not particularly in the online space, but I've been an entrepreneur for almost a decade now and uh, through several different businesses and lots of failures and lots of learning and all that stuff. And I have mentioned this a few times on the podcast, talking to all these different entrepreneurs with all different kinds of businesses that we're in this time right now where it seems like everything happens overnight for all these Uh big success stories. And it's it's actually, in my opinion, really irresponsible because people aren't seeing the 5, 10, 15, 20 years that it Mm -hmm. took to get to that overnight success story, so let's talk about that. Yeah, I'm like, don't even get me started. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's really important to dive into what it actually takes to get to where you are now, and I like that you're like, you know, we're still trying to figure it out because I think that's sure. that's a constant. So, with your business, what has what was kind of like your pivotal moment where you were like, okay, this is viable, this is going to mm-hmm. be a viable business, and what have been some of the bumps in the road for you? Uh-huh
1: like how much time do we have?
0: So, <laughs> 2 days. <laughs> <laughs> great. I'll Perfect. need at least 3. Great. <laughs> um,
1: I guess the first year that we had the screw, we realized it was viable. Now, I was so naive, right? Like I come from kind of like you. I was a social media manager, had my own business. That's what that was your first yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was doing it for bars and restaurants in Australia, then in New Zealand, then in Toronto. And so I was kind of naive. I was like, how hard could it be? Like, I just got all these clients. <laughs> um, yo, much harder. Yeah. <laughs> Real hard. <laughs> yeah. Turns out really freaking hard. Yeah. Um, so when we went into our first business together, you know, Josh had a successful software business and he had built a few niche sites before. So I was kind of just following his lead. Then we transitioned into the Screw, which is a personality driven brand, much different than just you know, a skincare website Mm -hmm. that is driven through pure SEO and not really any like community building or anything Mm -hmm. like that. No podcast interviews, nothing like that. I kind of got to hide behind my avatar or my pen name. And then we started the screw and I was just like, obviously this will work right away. No. Mm -hmm. Um, So we created a product that we thought would kill it because it was called badass guest blogging for one. So that should have been our first guess that or first sign that it's not gonna go that well. Yeah. Cause that's the most ridiculous name ever. <laughs> um and we spent like three months putting it together. We invested five thousand dollars in an online course. Why? Like this was 2012, 2013 when, you know, there's tools that it should not cost you five thousand dollars. Anyways, put it out there to our list of travel bloggers who are no offense, travel bloggers usually broke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I was I was so cocky about it too. I had told we were living in Chiang Mai, Thailand. It's a huge hub for online entrepreneurs, and I was like, guys, we're launching this program. It's gonna kill it. We're gonna make all the money. Bow down. Um, <laughs> we're and, geniuses. <laughs> yeah, you should pay us to coach you. Um, <laughs> and. Like not one person bought it in the whole card open time. I was so humiliated not one. I not one not a single one like I, I really wish I had screenshotted the click through rate from our emails because it was just dismal. And I'm not lying when I said I cried for a day straight because I was so humiliated. Meanwhile, other than like the crew we were hanging out with, no one else knew what we were going through. But I was like, oh my God, everyone knows. (laughs) This is
0: so embarrassing.
1: (laughs) I'm pretty much like Britney Spears right now having a meltdown. (laughs) Um, And so fortunately, like after a few day drinks, Josh and I kind of like regathered ourselves and mostly just me. And we kind of started spotting the signs, right? Like A, we didn't ask anyone if they wanted it. B, we built that product because that's how we built our first business was strictly guest blogging for SEO purposes. And so we're like, obviously people need to know this. Mm -hmm. No, not really. (laughs) And we started trying to teach something that we weren't really we didn't have a ton of experience in like yes had experience in guest booking but what we really had experience in was affiliate marketing mm-hmm. and really using that as as a way to build a life for yourself so we kind of sent out a message saying like here's what happened and here's where we're thinking of going if you're interested in sticking with us for the journey like click here and we'll keep you on the list and if not like we wish you the best peace and that was a pivotal turning moment for yeah. us we made this left turn and from there, we started kind of like building a name for ourselves, and we launched a course. Qu- I actually asked people if they wanted this training Key program. <laughs> right um, This training program we were building at the time called Lifestyle Affiliate, and we pre-sold it. And so from there, things started to really snowball. We started getting our name out there. We started doing big podcast interviews, getting featured, making money, running mm-hmm. traffic, all of that kind of stuff. And from there. We then realized, well, we don't just want to talk about affiliate marketing all the damn time. Let's start talking about general business. And that's where we kind of transitioned to what we are now. And that's when I started a free Facebook group. And that's where it all took off.
0: Got it. Okay, cool. So I, I, I Long-winded actually do version. like, no, but in all seriousness, <laughs> I think it is really important because obviously there's a lot of entrepreneurs listening, as I was saying, and people who want to create courses and all of yeah. that stuff. And I think it's really important. This is something I often say about businesses, but also A lot of the times when people ask me about YouTube content, the worst thing you can do is put something out that you think is good. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Truly, I feel like that's like (laughs) mistake number one and I've done it. And I'm like, this is the bomb. It's going to be fire. It's going to go viral. And then it's like crickets.
1: Um, (laughs) You get all the thumbs down. All the thumbs down.
0: (laughs) So it's like, it's realistically, it's doing the research and Mm -hmm. it's figuring out what your audience actually wants and asking them what they want from you and then basing your products, your services, your content off of that. So I think that's a really important takeaway on that note. Um, That was
1: the last time I ever guessed at it. Like ever since since then, I never assume I know what people want.
0: Well, and that's why it's a huge blessing. And I do think that, I mean, I really believe failures are the best way to learn. Mm -hmm. And there's so many of them. And I think you need to fail fast and move on. And obviously you did. You learned that you don't want to do that again. And you don't want to launch something without knowing that there's actually an audience for it.
1: I'm Um, not taking it personally. Sorry to interrupt you. I'll stop after this, but like not taking the failure personally and just viewing it for what it is. And it's like, you're earning your stripes as an entrepreneur. Yes. Like how entitled are we thinking it's got to be
0: easy? (laughs) Totally. And how entitled are we to think people give a shit? Literally, I, and I, I find that really frustrating. With with people who come to me and they're like, "I've been vlogging every day for two months, and no one's watching and no one's subscribing." I'm like, "Cause no one gives a flying f about your yeah. content, about True. you, and what you do on a day to day basis. They just don't care. They mm-hmm. care about value. So if you can deliver value through your content, then that's what's gonna be valuable to your audience, but Mm -hmm. yeah, and and everybody does it. I'm just as guilty as well. So let's talk about what Screw the 9 to 5 is um, and what the community is and what the business looks like. Like break down what Mm -hmm. the business looks like. It's a membership site.
1: Yeah. So Screw the 9 to 5 dot com in general is a lifestyle brand for entrepreneurs and then we have a monthly membership community which is called screw you so like screw university not screw you sunny um (laughs) (laughs) rude (laughs) first off rude um and that's kind of that's our central hub but we also have other one off products we just launched one called 90 day traffic which is all around like building organic traffic and building an asset you own aka your email list and your website traffic versus relying on like your Instagram audience or you know your Facebook group or your Facebook page or anything like that that you know can change at the drop of a hat
0: mm-hmm. so
1: those are our two big things screw you and 90 day traffic and then we have a bunch of like sales funnel products and which we can dive into cuz there's Ways we sell it through groups without feeling salesy, but um, yeah, that's our main hub.
0: Those are your main, your main two. So, yeah, and I want to talk about Facebook groups because you guys have done an incredible job with Facebook groups before they were all the rage and all the hotness. Um, (laughs) and now everyone's talking about Facebook groups, and I have a Facebook group. I love it, and I do think it's an incredible way to build a community around your Mm -hmm. brand and build relationships with people. Yeah, you guys have been like OGs of it. You've done a really good (laughs) job with it, and I know it's been a big asset for your business. So. I'm curious on a couple levels about Facebook groups yeah. with you, but but first and foremost, talk me through why you started the Facebook group and how important it's been to your business. Yeah.
1: So I actually sat on the idea for a good like five months because I wanted to start it back in 2014, but I didn't actually do it until April 2015 because I had the same fears everyone else has. Like, will anyone join? Will anyone right. give a shit? Will anyone talk in there, and or is it just going to be me talking to myself like a big old loser? Um, <laughs> but I fortunately started because I didn't want to just like pop into people's inboxes every week just to be like, "So what's up?" Totally. You know, I wanted a way to like make that connection with our audience more real. I wanted to be able to understand them more. I wanted to be able to pull them to figure out what they wanted versus constantly being like, "Take the survey link, hit the survey link." You yeah. Know? <laughs> totally. Um, And I wanted a way to just like spread the message more and build a movement, but it's been full of ups and downs as well. Like, yes, Facebook groups are all the rage, but I've also seen this like mass exodus Mm -hmm. of Facebook group owners who are shutting down huge communities. Mm -hmm. I shut down our 45,000 person group last year to start kind of hit the reset button because if you don't know how to track, if it works, then you're going to assume that it's not fueling your business and it's just a waste of time. Totally. Um, but if you can figure out systems to like, oh, okay, this drove this many clicks or this many sales or anything like that, I guarantee those people would have stuck it out.
0: And how are you tracking it? Let's
1: talk about the tactics of how you track. <laughs> Josh. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> um, damn it. I don't know how to walk people through this, but it's through Google UTM links. Okay. So got you it. can set it all up in Google Analytics, set yourself up goals, and then create custom links that'll allow you to track where your clicks are coming from. So we have them for Instagram. We have them for the Facebook page. We have them for our Facebook group. So we can see which is driving traffic where and how effective which post is and all that kind of stuff. But that's only recent, right? Like We didn't do that last year when I shut down the huge group. I wish I had known about that stuff then because I would have been able to tell like, is this worth my time? Because at the time when I shut it down, I was just so frustrated with it. Yeah, I was so overwhelmed by it. I
0: remember us having that conversation, and and a hesitation that I often get from my clients that I work with is, yeah, Facebook groups sound great, but like it's not scalable, and you're you're constantly having to be in there, and you're answering all the questions, and like how do you find time for that, and all that kind of stuff. So I and I remember us having that conversation of like you were just like so done with it. Oh, so
1: done. (laughs) Yeah, because it
0: it is it's it can be really draining. So from the time you shut it down to when you you reopened the same group though. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: I, yeah. So I had screw the nine to five community. Now I have the new screw the nine to five community because I'm so
0: creative. Um, <laughs> and did you start it or you just opened it up to the same people that were in that other one?
1: I started a inc- completely new group and wow. I just told people, I went live in the group and said, I'm shutting this down. Here's the link to the new group. I only want the believers in there and like the people who aren't going to spam my group, the people who aren't coming in with a motive. Yeah. Because that's what was frustrating me. It was people were using it as a sales channel and not what it was meant to be, which yeah. was like this community that had a very unique charm to it. You mm-hmm. know. And so I shut it down and I have strict rules and like you have to answer the join questions and there's certain ways we roll in there. You have to use a certain posting structure. And I believe that while that seems like a lot of work in the beginning, it helps with the moderation and the management and the engagement in a group so much more. Totally. And I understand why people think it's going to take a lot of time because in the beginning it does, especially Hmm. if you want to get it to where it's like a a self-managed community. But it's so worth it. And you don't have to spend a ton of time if you do it really well. Mm -hmm. Like you can create a month's worth of group posts in one day, no problem. Schedule them within your group using their native scheduler. And then it just rolls. And then you can check in. We do 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes in the afternoon or in the evening. And, you know, like... You can use your like real power users as free moderators. I have a bunch of those. Like there's so many ways to kind of hack the time management elements of groups. Yeah. And make them wildly effective for your business.
0: Yeah. And I really do look at it as that community factor. And for me, you know, same thing. People are like, Oh, you must be in there all the time. And I was Mm -hmm. like, No, because I kind of the intention behind it when I started it was that I wanted it to be a place for entrepreneurs to be able to network with each other and ask questions and get support and get help so you didn't feel so isolated. And in that group, it really is a self-sustaining ecosystem of all these entrepreneurs helping one another, which is really great. It's and so, so cool. I'm, I'm not having to be in there all the time, but I'll pipe in when I need to. So that's good to know that that's now how you kind of manage it. Mm-hmm. I have to ask, because I'm sure people listening are wondering about this the, with the other group. Is it like you deleted it? It's done no. so that assets I, on? I
1: archived it though.
0: Okay. Got it. So if I ever
1: wanted to, for some reason, I could unarchive it and kick it back up. Okay. Um, cool. But I just feel like that would be weird to do. Yeah. Now that I have like
0: the new. Yeah.
1: The new, <laughs> the new the one. The new one. The new one. <laughs> perhaps um, Yes.
0: <laughs> so okay, that's good to know. And I think it's really important to talk about that kind of stuff too, because you can see something is working. And if someone from the outside looked at your group, I mean, it was 50,000? 50, thousand. 50, Forty-five
1: thousand. Yeah. Forty-five
0: thousand people in there. People would be like, "Oh my god, that's amazing. That's that's what I want in my group." But you know, it's quality over quantity at the end of the day
1: preach that's exactly my reasoning for it because like yeah the numbers look great but if it's not really leading anywhere then what's the point point? and I would so much rather have a thousand people who give a shit mm-hmm. than ten thousand who like don't know our brand have just joined because it's in the suggested groups you know like people thought I was insane for shutting down that group mm-hmm. and I was like why it's yeah. like an echo chamber of bullshit now like <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good way to put it <laughs> So it it was pointless. Yeah. It just- my hardcores had checked out of it because of the people coming in just to sell their own shit. But they're like lame stories of like how I went from this to this and how yeah. you can do it too. And we're like, we get it, homie. Yeah. Like we know, we know what, what, you're, what doing. you're doing. We see you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome yeah. to 2017.
0: Totally. Yeah. So, and so Facebook groups obviously have been a big part of building your business and a big, mm-hmm. big evolution for you guys. So let's talk about exactly how you are. Cause you said, you know, you're kind of like low key selling, selling things through the group, mm-hmm. but in a non salesy way. Yep. And I love that. So talk through how that how that works and what the products are. Yeah. So it's kind of like this
1: four-stage process. So it always starts with a poll. Like, you know how we talked about like, we no longer guess. Okay. <laughs> I, I walked that talk because polls are one of the easiest ways to just get intel from your group. And... Everyone loves participating in them for some reason. They're like, oh, fun, click. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) They just love casting their vote. So what we'll do is we'll say, hey, Scroopies, we're thinking about creating our next batch of free content. We want to know what you want to learn about. Like, Vote for your top one, right? Mm -hmm. And it'll be like sales funnels, webinars, Facebook groups, whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. So using a specific example... That was one of the ones that I ran. And I thought membership sites was going to be like the top vote. I was already, I already knew what my post was going to be about. I already knew what the offer was going to be. And then sales funnels was number one. And membership sites was last. Wow. And I was like, this is why I pull. <laughs> this is why we ask. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so the top vote was sales funnels. So I went and wrote a blog post called How to Create a Dangerously Effective Automated Sales Funnel. Then from there. I have a lead magnet, which is to steal the emails that we use in I, inside our sales funnels, right? So there's congruency there. Like you've just read a post on sales funnels. Now the lead magnet is to steal the emails I use in my sales funnels. Mm. Then once someone opts in, the thank you page is what we call a value-driven one-time offer. And it essentially looks like a blog post and it builds off of the read magnet. So I left out one piece of it, which was all around creating genuine urgency inside automated sales funnels. And I teased it in the read magnet so that when people got to that OTO page, they wouldn't be like, what is this? And then from there, it sells a program we have called Perfect Sales Funnel. So there's never been a disruption to that flow. Everything is topic specific. Then I go back into the group and I say, Hey, Scroopies, remember a few weeks ago when I asked you what you wanted to learn about? And the overwhelming majority of you voted for sales funnels. So I wrote this post. It's called How to Create a Dangerously Effective Automated Sales Funnel. Check it out. That kicks off the sales funnel process. It does not feel salesy whatsoever. It converts like a champ. And it feels it's obvious that I listened to them and gave them what they wanted. And I created like this monster guide that walks them through our entire process. So it's high value, high impact and free. So that's how I kind of move people that are free members into paying customers in a way that does not feel salesy or desperate or, you know... Brilliant. Kind of like I'm sacrificing the community. It's just totally because you're
0: you're sharing content, which is what you would normally do. Yeah. In the group, anyways, there's just that back end sequence to actually sell. So with that, I'm curious: Do you do? So I know they one one time offers is what you call them. Yeah. So it's is it kind of like this one time launch, or is there an opportunity to continue sharing that? that yeah. Funnel it's and evergreen. You, okay.
1: Cool. It just sits on our site. It's we've tricked it out with keywords so it ranks on Google organically anyways. So I have that so element. Then I have it in the group. We promote it in comment threads when anyone's like, does anyone know about sales funnels? We're like, um, here you go, homie. Um, and it's just constantly going. Okay, and so cool. I have that. And then I have one on Facebook groups. I have one on idea validation. I have one on business planning. Like They work so well inside our groups that we're like, I have one on webinars. We're like, let's hit the gas with these. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Because it's such a good way to just generate sales on autopilot through a community that never feels like you're kind of taking advantage of it.
0: It's interesting because we kind of do something similar with my YouTube videos and the YouTube Mm -hmm. video is the start of our process because we do the YouTube video and then there's usually a guide or a lead magnet of some kind attached to that that leads people into the funnel and that runs evergreen as well for us. So,
1: And I love your stuff. It's so fun. It's so well done. I can imagine it works really well for you.
0: Thank you. Um, Yeah, so I love that and that's a really, I hope everyone paid close attention to that and like rewind and listen to that again. (laughs) That is such a great way to monetize a free platform, a free group, but turn it into customers for life? Because technically they're getting in at like a, what are the price points on the offers? So that
1: is um, the one-time offer is 49 and that's available for 15 minutes. And then it goes up to 99 and then it goes back up to 199.
0: Okay. Got it. Yeah. Very interesting stuff. Yeah. I can shoot you the
1: link if you want to put that in your sales or excuse me, in your show notes, because it's just, it walks them through the entire process. So you could literally implement it if you have your own group or yeah. no, please do. So we'll
0: put, that, we'll put that in the show notes for sure, because I know mm-hmm. that people listening will want to implement that. Um, and I think it's so smart. So on the Facebook group front, I know you had that fear of like, okay, I'm going to create this and no one's going to show up. So yeah. you know, there's people who are listening going, I feel the same way. <laughs> um, so how do you ensure that your group is going to be something that people want to be a part of and is also going to attract quality versus like spam mm. the quantity.
1: Well, one of the best ways that we grow our group is through our own website. Mm -hmm. and through our email list and our podcast and doing stuff like this. Like anytime that I'm on anyone else's show, I'm always talking about my group. Mm -hmm. So therefore people have listened to me talk about it. If they aren't like, oh my God, I wish this chick would shut up. Maybe they'll come join the group, right? (laughs) No, totally. (laughs) But otherwise it's all done through our website. So we used to have a tab on our navigation bar. We've moved it now, but you can join through that or through our content or through our email list or through our thank you pages or through our podcast. There's so many different elements that we're constantly moving people from any of our platforms into the group. So I know people are coming in with some sort of idea of who we are. And then obviously, Facebook's algorithm plays to our advantage as well because we are always like a suggested group in a lot of people's sidebars. So that helps. But those people don't have any idea who we are. So totally. here's here's this like fun little hack that we're doing now is you get three join questions mm-hmm. that you can set up in your group. So One that you always have to use is, do you agree to the rules? Otherwise you're just going to get people who like take advantage of your group. But the second one is I always ask, what is your biggest struggle? And then would you like to learn how to blah, 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 blah. And that always goes to like a webinar or a post or an offer we have. So I'm getting people kind of indoctrinated into our brand, or at least aware of it Mm -hmm. before they get into the group. So right now it's like, do you want to triple your website traffic? Mm -hmm. Who's going to say no to that? Mm -hmm. And then we prompt our webinar, which is like how to triple your website traffic in 90 days. So already they've gone to that link. Mm -hmm. So they're like, oh, cool. That's that's screw the nine five. Neat. And then they come into the group. And then I have Renee, who's one of our um, team members. And every Monday, she creates a custom intro post. So inside Facebook groups, you can be prompted to write a post to welcome new members. And if you click that button, which is in your right-hand sidebar under your group numbers, it will tag all of your new members in a post. And what we do is we say like, hey there, blah, blah, blah. I noticed a bunch of you joining. We just wanted to introduce ourselves. We're Josh and Jill Stanton. We're the you know, owners of this group. Here's what we're all about. Here's what screw the nine to five is all about. Here's what we noticed based on a lot of your, what would you even call those? Like join question surveys or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. I join questions. Yeah. Yeah. 70% of you said that you're struggling with this, this, and this. Here are some free resources we have on our site that will help work you through this or help you get unstuck. So we're constantly linking to our blog posts, our podcast episodes, our webinars. So we're immediately kicking off that brand awareness and getting people more just familiar with the screw and what it is. Mm-hmm. versus coming into a faceless group that they don't really give a shit about. So and,
0: yeah, that's I been think, huge for us. I think that's so important and something that we do in every group that we have, because I have private groups as well for um, some of our paid offerings. And every single group, whether it's free or paid, we have a video at the very beginning. And it's me introducing myself and you pin it to the top and it's like, here I am. This is who I am. This is what we're about. Here's the rules below. Um, like Introduce yourself in the comments. So it's not like they're walking in blind and it's this cold thing where there's no community. Because yeah. I find a lot of people are like, I have a group, but nobody's talking. And I'm like, well, you have to give them a reason to talk and introduce themselves because it's kind of like inviting people to a party but then not introducing anyone to anyone so it's like and you have to talk
1: You, you, you have to talk. You have to talk. You have to kick off the conversation. Like yeah. in the first week of my group, I got like my first hundred members just by hitting my Facebook page and our email list and stuff right. like that. But it was me in the comments kicking off the conversation. Yeah. Like and it, I and would it, ask a question and then answer it myself.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it feels like work up front, but it's so beneficial down the yeah. road because people go, okay, there is actually accountability in this group yeah. first and foremost. So there is less spam because they know that you're active. And also it creates... Creates a, a sense of community and a sense of conversation, which I think is really important. So, with all the changes on Facebook recently, and, and the algorithm and all that stuff, and I actually yeah. hate talking about changes to the algorithm because no matter what, it's like, going to happen again. It's going to happen <laughs> at all times. And at the end of the day, if your content sucks, no one's going to see it anyway. So it's like you just have to play around with it, and you yeah. have to figure out how to work it to your advantage a lot of the times. And on that note, so you mentioned you have your uh, method that you use to get people into the group, and I'll share my little thing that we started doing this summer. Nice. So. What I do when people enter my group is I actually say, you know, this is for entrepreneurs and we want to make sure that this is a spam free zone. So we need you to take this quiz to qualify that you're a part of, or you're an actual entrepreneur, or you're an actual boss. So I think it's called the boss quiz. We did it so long ago and I was like, this is, this is good. <laughs> so we, we, I am a genius. I am a genius. So we put a link in the join questions to this this quiz. And before they can enter, they have to take the quiz. And then in that. order to enter the group, they have to enter the code they get when they yes. take the quiz. So, Sorry. and that puts them in our email list. We ask them a survey kind of about what they want to know. And then that puts them also into our funnel. So it's the way that we've monetized our group as well. Um, Damn girl. Yeah. You're I, good. I, I came up with it like on a whim one day and Ayla was like, you're insane. And I was like, Go with me on this. <laughs> execute, Ayla. <laughs> execute. Me? <laughs> I can't do the execution. So uh, but yeah, no, it's worked. It's worked really, really well. And I, I don't know exactly how many sales it's brought in or revenue it's brought in, but I think there's two folds for why that's so important. Is like you said, it indoctrinates people into who you are and what you do. Because same thing for us, our group, mm-hmm. be your own boss mastermind gets pulled up on the suggested group. Yeah. So you get a lot of people who are just like, oh, what's this? And look, that Luke. sounds cool. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, okay, I want to qualify you before you get in here. And then also it gets people into paid products, which is yeah. amazing and, and getting familiar with what you do and who you are. So I just wanted to share that on a side note. But yeah, with all the changes on Facebook and, and everything that's going on, what are you guys kind of trying or testing right now that's working really well for your business and your brand on social?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're super late to the party with Instagram stories, but that's that's been super good. Um, good. With our group, seriously, the UTM links, that's like given us life to see how effective our group actually is. Mm -hmm. Because for so long, we're like, yeah, it works. Mm -hmm. I don't know how well it works, but it works. And now we're like, damn, this group really, really works. Um, so that's been really good. The custom introduction threads, that's been really effective for us. And it's just allowing us... So our f- sole focus right now is to push people towards this 90-day traffic webinar. And so we just pack it out each week just from the group and from our Instagram. Like I mention it here and there in the emails um, and it's on our podcast outro. But other than that, I haven't run ads to it yet. And it's just week after week, hundreds of people signing up. The fact that that is just coming from Facebook join questions... And an Instagram bio link and then our custom intro threads, like to me, that's massive leverage when totally. it comes to a free Facebook group because I spend, if I were to maybe like add up all the time on a weekly basis now, now I will be honest, it was not the case when I first started the group. I used to spend like two hours a day in there, but now it's maybe two to three hours a week. Right. And I enjoy it now because that's your audience, right? Yeah, it's your community. I want to get to know them. I want them to love the experience of hanging out with Screw the 9 to 5. And so really getting serious about how we manage it. We have procedures now and there's templates. And there's like I keep yapping about tracking links so that if you know how you said like you send people through your boss quiz, imagine you had goals set up in analytics and UTM links and you would be able to see how many people... Comfort yep. into sales from that. That would be hugely eye-opening for you guys, you know, because yep, then you'd be totally. like, shit, let's double down on this. <laughs> um, so that kind of stuff has been really exciting for us. And then just like getting into the process of weekly webbies. We really want to kick off like on-demand training for a yeah. lot of our funnels, um, which will be a lot of like evergreen webinars, that kind of stuff. Like I think we and we can dive into this because I've got all the things to say about that too. But I feel like last year was kind of a struggle year for us. Yeah. Like, kind of like what just happened? We were doing so well, and now this feels so heavy. And I really struggled last year. And now to get that momentum back again, yes. it feels like fire. So yeah. uh, I'm super excited about everything.
0: Let's talk about
1: that because it comes. <laughs> let's talk seasons. about your misery, Jill.
0: Yeah. Because no, <laughs> it. Uh, it does. It comes in seasons, and. Yeah you're going to have struggle bus seasons and you're going to have easy seasons. And that can come in like one month at a time or it can come in a year at a time. So how did you... Navigate that heaviness. What did it feel like? What was it showing up as in the business? How did you navigate your way out of it?
1: First off, it was because Josh and I took our foot off the gas. We got mm. super comfy. We had this like breakout sexy year in 2016 where we went from like 2015 we made like 90 grand in our business. We're like, what ballas? <laughs> um, and then we did like 450 the next year, and we're just like, what? Wow. happened yeah. there? Yeah, no. <laughs> what totally. happened? And how do we do that again? And so. You know, we had these big audacious goals going into 2017, and then we got comfortable and we took our foot off the gas. We stopped running traffic. We stopped actually creating smart content that people give a shit about. We stopped mm. our podcasts. We stopped this and that. Like, we just got in our own way. way. We did not know how to manage a team properly. We didn't know how to effectively hire. We didn't know how to properly manage the money we were making. Mm -hmm. We didn't know how to be the leaders of Mm -hmm. our business. Mm -hmm. And so everything just started slowing to a halt. At least it felt like it was slowing to a halt. We still had our biggest revenue year and yet it felt like torture. But it just felt like everything, it just felt like we couldn't get it right. And even though it probably didn't seem like that on the outside, because I was way too scared to actually admit that, right? Like whoever wants to admit, guys, it, my business really feels like it's struggling right now. Like
0: totally. No one wants to it's say just, that. Nobody wants to admit it, but everybody goes through it. Every single totally. person on the planet who has a business has these moments of like, I hate this, I quit, I'm done. It's yeah.
1: Now add a pregnancy to that. Like I oh, wait, was seriously like we talk, stressing.
0: We're, we're talking about that next because I'm. Well, it's a whole other topic. Uh, dude, yeah,
1: I was so stressed because A, at that time, I was just like, how am I ever going to take time off work? Like Mm -hmm. if this is how heavy the business feels right now, Mm -hmm. how can I remotely take a step back? And so that was a whole other element of stress, right? And then we have all these like stupid successful friends who are like, "Oh my god, I just did eight hundred grand at an event," and I'm like, "F you." (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy for you, but I hate you at the same time. (laughs) You're like, can you chuck you know a hundred grand over my way? Yeah, love that. Uh, <laughs> and so straight up I was so in my head. Yes. I was so stressed, I was so anxious, I was so in my head. Everything felt heavy. You could not convince me I was doing anything right because I just felt like I was doing everything wrong.
0: Oh, um, I feel you on that so hard right now. Yeah.
1: And it sucked. And I literally I had so many just like ugly cry moments where I was like, am I even going to enjoy being a mom because I literally can't stop thinking about this business. I don't know if it's good to admit this, but I feel like any other mom entrepreneurs might get this, but it was my biggest fear is I was like, am I going to resent having a kid? Mm. Am I going to hate being a mom? It's so real though. Mm -hmm. And that in itself is like scary AF because Mm -hmm. you're like gunning towards the finish line. I was having these fears at eight months, like when I could not go back,
0: you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: and being like, what is my life going to look like? And now fast forward, you know, he's seven weeks old now. And it has given us such focus, Mm -hmm. such organization skills because we had to, right? Like we had this messy business that was so chaotic, so reactive in the background. That we're like, this needs to stop. Like, before he gets there, we need to get our shit together. And so it forced us to get focused. It forced us to say no to just like messing around with dumb shit that doesn't move the needle. Yeah. Right? It forced us to get laser focused. It forced me to stop worrying about like, oh, well, that person's doing this. And oh my God, what will they think if we do this? And like, I was so in my head around bullshit and judgment that just like slowed us way down. And now that that's kind of been like, Removed and all those obstacles are out of the way, and we have this like process that works for us, and momentum's back in the business. Like everything just feels so light, we feel focused, like it's just been a joy.
0: And I'm so happy to hear that, and I really do want to try to explain to people how you made the shift from that heavy feeling to the light feeling because it is very real. The amount of conversations I've had with friends who are entrepreneurs in the last couple of weeks, I've seen friends cancel all of their events, refund hundreds Mm -hmm. of thousands of dollars. Like two of my close entrepreneur friends in the last month have one refunded 20 people who enrolled in her program and that was $40,000 and another um, refunded hundreds of thousands of dollars from events and just canceled everything because they hit that heavy feeling and that feeling of burnout. And it's very real. And I Very have felt real. it before. And I wish, like, I wish that someone could tell me at that point how to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if you have the perspective now to be able to say, this is how you move past it.
1: Well, it's a few things. One thing was we really got serious about creating a structure in our business. And mm-hmm. the way we did that was we read the book Traction, mm-hmm. which has been our freaking Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, truly, because like I said, I didn't know how to manage a team. I never was a manager of anyone. Mm -hmm. I was a fricking bartender before I was an entrepreneur, you know, like... Mm -hmm. I just have the gift of the gap. I can talk mm-hmm. to anyone, but I certainly didn't know how to be a manager, mm-hmm. let alone a leader, let alone a CEO. So that mm-hmm. actually taking the time to learn that and implement a structure and have accountability for our team. Like, you know, I don't want to out anyone, but if someone didn't hit a deadline, we'd be like, oh, okay, I guess that, yeah, that sucks. But like, what are we going to do about it? When yeah. can you get it done? Now we're like, no, bro. You know, there's consequences. You have accountability. Josh has given people scorecards. Like, he's really gone off the deep end. Amazing. Um, People have KPIs. Like, there's structure there. So, that's been a huge thing Mm -hmm. because now we have people in the right seats. It's all moving somewhere. We don't hire for just like, ah, we're drowning. Just fix this for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Everything is done methodically, structured. There's processes now. So, that's been huge. Second, I just stopped thinking my bullshit damaging thoughts which How did you do that? <laughs> I just Break it down. one <laughs> one I'm starting to coach with Jim Fortin, which has been oh, huge. Yeah, awesome. Josh started coaching with him about 2 months before me so listening to their call replays and just getting that perspective tweak that's been huge. I called in a few calls to James Webmore because mm-hmm. you know we were in his mastermind last year he's a great friend of ours now and just kind of like Bleah, tell me the things. Yeah. And he said to me one time just like stop taking the shit so seriously. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh. Is is that it? <laughs> is that is that the solution? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, so I can actually just have fun again? Oh, yeah. cool. Another one was like not believing the ridiculous thoughts I was thinking. Like I was thinking, "Oh my god, our business isn't making any money." Meanwhile, it did like 650k. Wait, like what
0: On what planet is that? Yeah. (laughs) yeah.
1: And we're making profit and all of this stuff and it's paying our life and it's paying our team. And you know, like it was just these stories I was telling myself.
0: I have to ask you this because it's like, I've been in this headspace before and it's crept in a lot for me, particularly in the last three months. And the sweet, sweet irony is that it's been Mm -hmm. the most successful quarter we've ever had in our business, um, like by a long shot. Mm -hmm. However, I've never been more anxious, more scared, more nervous, and more afraid of like shit hitting the fan when it's not hitting the fan. So do you, and like I kind of recognize it for myself it is the fear of success. I think it is Mm. that no man's land of, I've never done this before, so I must not know what I'm doing. And I think also for me, it's like a big area around like worthiness. Like, am I really worth, am I really worthy of this success? And that I'm, I'm working through that in, in a lot of different ways, but I'm wondering like what you really think those damaging thoughts were and where they were coming from for you.
1: hundred percent. I think one of them was self-worth for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, not to just like sit on a couch and treat you like a therapist, but like <laughs> I had a really rough go with like women in my life mm-hmm. from junior high up until always mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah, um, you, yeah, And so I've always had this like lingering fear that if I put myself out there in, in a big way, which is funny because I put myself out there a lot and I'm like the voice of our brand that I'll get like called out for being a fraud or like, mm-hmm. what are you guys even talking about? Like, that's not that's not right. Or like mm-hmm. prove it. Like that's, that is one yeah. of my biggest fears is for someone to be like, yeah, prove it. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, Josh, yeah. Yeah. can you bring um, up the stats to yeah. prove it? um That is one of my biggest things. Like yeah. if someone calls me out or, you know, just like ridiculous, untrue thoughts where I'm just like, I don't know what I'm talking about, even though I've been an entrepreneur for now going on 12 years just mm-hmm. doing my own thing and then with Josh and like like we don't have anything of value to say. And I remember mm-hmm. Jim Fortin saying to Josh, How many people are gonna have to tell you that you know what you're talking about until you believe you know what you're talking about? And I was like, Jim, <laughs> you're reading my mind. <laughs> like he's just he throws down these gems and I'm not even I wasn't even coaching with him at that time. Yeah. And just really like allowing yourself or giving yourself the permission. Yeah. Really? To yeah. just like do things your way. And if you stumble, like it's okay. Yeah. You're not going to die. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of my stress was also around supporting other people's livelihoods. Like we have a team, mm-hmm. a full time team. And I'm like, these people have mortgages, they mm-hmm. have kids. What happens if like the business fails? Mm-hmm. You know? And then again, listening to one of Josh and Jim's replays, he was like, and what if that happens? Like you'd figure out a way. Yeah, you guys know how to make money oh, online.
0: Oh, I cry. I'm like literally having my own. Like, I've just got chills because, like, it is that is. This is where I'm at right now. This is where I'm at. Of like, holy moly, never been here before. Don't feel yeah. prepared for it. Have a team. Never had a team this big. Yeah, gotta take care of them. So much responsibility. Business is growing. Can I handle this? Do we have the infrastructure? So many clients. Holy fuck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's I, true though. That's what's going on your man. and it is that like. Suffocation I, it's, it feels, it feels suffocating, suffocating and i'm I'm so in need of that like pressure relief, yeah, to feel like I'm not responsible for everything because I'm not, and I know it on a logical level that everything that I'm putting on myself right now and all the pressure that I'm feeling is made up in my head
1: totally, and like the minute you start thinking, it's like dominoes right like mm-hmm. it's just- starts to snowball once you start thinking these like really damaging thoughts. It's like, how do you pull yourself back from that? Because it just, it's almost like it gets a life of its own. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh my God, everything's failing. Oh
0: my God, I'm shit. Oh my God, I don't know what's happening. Oh my God. Yeah. It's a, it's a freaking cycle and it yeah. doesn't stop and it snowballs. So that was so helpful to me. And I'm sure everyone listening is going to find it so helpful as well. Well, you know, what's funny is
1: like, I find I, I I'm just like you if I have someone else say that they've struggled with this too, it's almost like, oh my God, other people struggle with this. Cool. I'm not a total failure, you know? And I don't want to be like, oh, yay, you struggle. But like, yay, thank (laughs) God you struggle.
0: Because I think... I actually was listening to something the other day about relationships and how it was actually a divorce lawyer who was talking about um, marriages and why they fail a lot of the times mm-hmm. is you know a big reason he said he's like we don't talk in a realistic way about relationships we don't talk about um, how often couples fight we don't ask our friends like how often are you having sex every week like oh, we God. make up these norms in our head yeah. of like you need to be doing this this and this and that's what success looks like and that's what a healthy happy relationship looks like and for entrepreneurs we do the exact same thing. We go, okay, so I need to be hitting X amount of dollars by this point. Yeah. I need to build my business overnight if I'm not getting all these customers, if I'm not getting exponential growth, like I'm the worst.
1: I totally agree with you and that's why I love this like whole thing that you're now doing with like I'm just going to keep it real with you and yeah. like let you know what's happening. I've been burnt out. I've had all this anxiety. I feel like that stuff like it gives people permission to, to know it. that it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I vibe with you in that I love hearing (laughs) about other people's struggles because it makes you feel so much better because we do concoct this crazy Expectation around success that A, it's all got to be enjoyable, and B, we only have to work five hours a day. And if you're working more than that, then you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. And you know, your team has to be so dialed in, and blah, 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 and all of this kind of stuff. And the expectations we put on ourselves as entrepreneurs for why, like, I don't think brick and mortar entrepreneurs do this. I no, really I don't, <laughs> don't think so. I think it's this like incestuous little industry we're all mm-hmm. in where everyone's watching each other. And like making up stories because we all see big flashy numbers and we don't
0: think about... But we're like, you oh, know, you made, you made $200,000 and spent 195000 on ads. Like, <laughs>
1: but but do you ever think that to yourself? You're like, shit, they made two hundred grand off that? Like rarely do I think, oh, they probably have a team to pay and they probably have this and that and blah, 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 which would normalize it so much more and make you realize that you're not a total F up. Yeah. Um, but you don't do that. You no. just think to yourself, oh my God, they've got it so easy. Oh my God, why does it always work for them? Oh my God, I'm such an idiot. Oh my God, my brand sucks. Oh my yeah. God, my business is dying. You know what I mean? When none of that is true no. and all of it is just categorically false.
0: It's so false and so damaging to so many people. And I I do feel like I, there is something going on right now where I feel like, we're hitting critical mass with this pressure and with the need for fast and exponential growth because oh. that's not real. Like it it happens once in a blue moon and that's awesome, but there's also issues that come along with growing overnight that you don't yeah. have the infrastructure in place, you don't have the team in place, you don't have all X, Y, and Z, you're going to F up with your clients, whatever it totally. might be. And so it looks sexy and shiny on the outside because that's what sells. But yeah. I also feel like, we ha- we've hit a point where like people don't buy that bullshit anymore and people don't want to hear overnight success they want real and yeah. they want to know that this is going to be a long-term thing and anybody who has a business if you're in it for a, a flash in the pan you'll have a flash in the pan and yeah. you're not building something that's built to last and entrepreneurship is about building a business that's built to last in my opinion and so mm-hmm. it's knowing that you're going to have these seasons you're going to have the ups and downs and that's okay and that is normal it's not normal to grow overnight Well, and this is going to sound like
1: this is going to make me sound like a true dick. But (laughs) at one point in Screw You, there was someone who was talking about, like, I just need to make money straight away. And, like, it's annoying that it hasn't worked for me yet because I've been doing this for six months straight. And I'm like, strap in. Like, this is the game, homie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, if you are talking six months, like, I can't even hear that right Mm now because there's so much more than what you even realize, you know, like, cool. You've been creating content for six months. Do you even like, there's so many more steps. It
0: took us six months to create a funnel that actually worked.
1: (laughs) I do think people have to talk about this more.
0: I almost want to have a
1: show that's just all about like, the struggle? Yeah, <laughs> the, struggle is, <laughs> <laughs> the struggle, struggle is real. Struggle is real show.
0: <laughs> because it is like, please, I want people to talk about this more because it is so important. and it is, You're already isolated enough, especially as an online entrepreneur because you don't have anyone else around yeah. you. And so it's really easy to get in your head. And I do think that there's people who are suffering with anxiety and depression because yeah, of man. all of this stuff. And I, I feel it on a very big level for sure. And and people look at me from the outside in and, and they're like, wow, she's, she's killing. It she's everywhere, she's doing all the things. The amount of comments I get on a daily basis of like, wow, it looks like everything's going so great for you. I'm like, I wish you could see what this really looks like in my life for sure, and 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 like understand that yes, I definitely have my seasons of like, I'm chilling the f out and I don't have to yeah. do anything, and that's awesome, but I'm not there right now. In yeah. this last three months, it has been insane the amount of pressure that I've been dealing with and the amount of growth that I've been dealing with, and it's been hard. And I have had. Numerous ugly cries, like can't even count them at this point. Yeah, so it's not it's not what you see online. It's what happens behind the scenes. Well, I guarantee.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong. I would think that your audience is eating up this truth that you're dropping right now because
0: you are giving them like life to know (laughs) that they can. Take it slow. Take it slow. Slow and steady wins the race. And coming from the most impatient human in the world, like (laughs) I do, I do move fast. I move really fast, and it's been a blessing and a curse my entire life. And if I can leave my legacy in any way, shape, or form, my whole mission is to create success ripples. And I want everyone who comes into contact with me to be successful in their own right, leveraging what I teach them or work with them on. But I also want them to know that it's it's a process, and progress is a slow process and you want it to be. You want to be prepared for when you're, you're about to hit it big because look at how many overnight successes there are that are the most effed up people you'll ever see in your well, life. And like think
1: about one really rock solid brand that does a lot of money and revenue and all the things and has the big team. How many years have they been at it? Years upon years upon years upon years, they are not the flash in the pans. They are the ones with structure. They are the ones with consistency. They are the ones have put in the time. They're the ones Uh, who are
0: doing the things that are so unsexy that nobody talks about. Like they're building systems and processes, and they're doing operations, and they're doing all that (laughs) stuff. I wish people could see what I'm doing doing with my arm right now. But, um, But yeah, it's it's because that's not sexy to talk about. It's sexy to talk about. I made six figures. In a month or whatever. Yeah, month. God, and so over and even, that like, let's just, just real quick before I go on to something else, six figures is not, is not it. Like, six figures is not the answer to your problem. <laughs> well,
1: I said to Josh when we were like planning out this year, and like if you ever read Traction, not you, but just anyone yeah. listening, if you ever read Traction, they make you create like a one year picture, three year goal, and a 10 year target. And I said to Josh with our one year plan, like, I would happily make less money this year if it meant more space. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like Mm -hmm. I want more space. (laughs) I want time. Like Mm -hmm. we've instituted Friday Kai days now, which is like our day to hang out with our little boy. You know, I want that more so than like I said the other day, I prioritize hugs over the hustle now.
0: Like, yes, I want space. Yeah. I want because that's where mental the, white space. And that's where the magic comes from, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, when you are when you have space to think, that's when you're going to have your most authentic thoughts. and yeah. You common, show up better. You show up as a better We're person. A better person and my whole, like what I say on the show is like my definition of being your own boss is showing up for yourself so you can show up for everyone else. And I wholeheartedly believe that, but the struggle is real to live that on a daily basis all the time. But for me, I know that I'm going to be... Be the best boss. I'm going to be the best girlfriend. I'm going to be the best daughter when I have that, and it's really checking myself before I wreck myself mm-hmm. in these situations, and mm-hmm. knowing that I need to pull back. And nothing good comes from being burnt out ever.
1: Amen to that. I felt like I was sacrificing everything that I enjoyed. Yep. Last year.
0: Yeah. And and, it, and and for what? And for what? And for what? For what? And for what? And you have to. I think you do have to go through that to understand the other side of it. And I know that there's a lot of people. I'm sure listening who have been through that or are going through it right now. And like, don't shame yourself for that because that does happen.
1: But understand. Well, that's how you get to this point. Yeah. Right. Like you have to do what. Well, what works at the time. Like this is one thing I said to Josh. Like, I. I don't resent anything we did because it got us to where we are now, Mm -hmm. which led to the breakthrough, right? Mm -hmm. Which led us to restructuring things, which led us to creating new offers, which led us to hiring new people, different people, moving people around, like which led us to becoming better entrepreneurs because you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And so you can only, I feel like if we all just realize we're always doing the best we can at any given moment in our businesses, that should be enough for us. Like Mm -hmm. this comparison, which I am so guilty of. I did it all the time to myself last year and I probably still do it to myself now. I just don't notice it as much Mm -hmm. because I'm way happier. Yeah. Um, But that will just sink you. It will sink
0: you. And and I think that, My, my like motto from day one has always been stay in your own lane. Like when I started on YouTube, I didn't even know anyone else on YouTube at the time. Like Mm -hmm. I really was always like laser focused. And the funny thing is, and I was having this conversation with another, another girlfriend who's built a really successful business over the last year. And she was saying, you know, I've never compared myself to anyone else. And for some reason, as my success has been growing in these last couple of months, all I've been doing is comparing myself and I've found the same thing Mm -hmm. and it's killing me. So I'm like, this isn't me as a person and i also am starting to see people who are copying me which is that happens like yeah. that's going to happen what else? you're going to be, and 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 not like why is it why is it in my head i don't even freaking mm-hmm. care um, but like it's funny how when you're in a heavy place it's like all the dark stuff comes up
1: for sure
0: and all the dark stuff becomes the main focus so it's yeah. being aware enough to walk away from that and the last thing i'll say on this is something that uh, a friend of mine actually said to me last week was where are you operating from Mm. And it was such a good question because- That's a good gut check. Oh, yeah. yeah. So because she's like, are you operating from like your authentic self or are you operating from this very anxious, scarce version of yourself? And I am 100% in that anxious, yep. scared version of myself. And I recognized it in that moment. And they were like, I want you to kind of like, now move into that place of being authentic. Because me as a person, I've always been like, there's enough for everyone. I'm a super abundant mind. Like um, I believe that there's always more. And mm-hmm. just be generous. When you're generous, you create value and all that stuff. So I'm I, that's who I am as a person. And that's me authentically. And I've been in this headspace of not being that way. And the moment I like moved into, okay, what do I as like, out of this hustle cycle and running around like a chicken with my head cut off, want to feel right now, it was like someone turned on the floodgates and it was like full ugly cry. And it was like, oh, I'm feeling a lot of feelings. Those are the best though. Yeah. I'm feeling a lot (laughs) of feelings and I'm literally just squashing them with anxiety. (laughs) Oh, I have all these feels? Yeah. What's happening? What's happening? No. God. Anyways, I so appreciate this conversation. It totally went off the rails, but that's what I like. I don't want it to stop. I'm like, this is my (laughs) therapy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, I feel the same way, but I do want to, I want to ask you because you were like Friday Kai day, which I think is so cute and congratulations. Yeah. You just had a Thank baby. You. boy. And so let's talk about that like whole part of your oh, life. Oh yeah, that guy. That little boy. <laughs> um, Cause you've had a baby and you have a business and a business mm-hmm. can be like a baby. So yeah. how's it been? Yeah, it's been, I
1: mean, I'm so fortunate that I thought it was going to be terrible before it happened. <laughs> Right. Because I went in with no expectations. Mm-hmm. I was just like, you know what? It's very possible this is going to suck. Um, <laughs> and it's been the joy of my life. Oh, like, I, The last two days, because Josh's mom's here right now. So we have granny the nanny here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so she kind of takes a night shift. So she does, like, she'll go to bed at like 7 p.m. till 4 a.m., and then she'll take him from four a.m. So we have wow. this like three-tiered sleep schedule. She goes to bed at seven, Josh goes to bed at nine, I go to bed at one. And then so we all get like seven, wow. eight hours sleep, That's right? Amazing. So we've got a structure. Good. <laughs> um, and the last two days I've come into her room to say hi to him. I've said, Hi, Bear. And he's recognized me and smiled. Oh. And I was like, Oh. My God, this kid lights up my life. Yeah. So I'm so glad that I didn't think it was gonna be good <laughs> because <laughs> it's be now it's surprise. amazing.
0: <laughs> um, that's great advice for every <laughs> person who's gonna be a mom. <laughs>
1: I was really stressed about it. I'm not gonna lie. I had all of January, I just kind of like sunk into the background of our business because I was so stressed. I was crying so much because Aww. I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. I was like in this, I felt like I was between two worlds because at this time I had all the time in the world to work on the business and Josh and I could pick up and go whenever we wanted. And then like yep. now there's responsibility and I don't want to be working as much. And so it's kind of been this like weird navigation, like through this new role of mine. Totally. But I mean, there's been frustrating moments. I'm not going to lie where it's been like, I have this to do and that to do. Like, but I, I do a lot on my night shift, which is like my golden time, like from 9 PM until 1 AM, I'm like, Got the house to myself. It's right. quiet. I can write. Like I've batched thirteen weeks of content. Wow. I've written all posts, emails, social posts, group posts. Um, we did a promotion. We're gearing up to do a workshop. So it's been good. There's been an, an interesting balance, but like I'm lucky I have Josh here, right? Like mm-hmm. not everyone has their significant other in their mm-hmm. business. A lot of moms are just like at home by themselves or their husbands are at work, and I can I empathize with them so hard because i can't even imagine how stressful it must be for them but there's been things where like again going back to identifying what actually moves the needle i no longer focus on the bullshit i was focusing on before you know like just doing stuff that doesn't move the needle but keeps me busy like what all of that stuff has been next oh my god where do i start <laughs> um like which one should I identify? I'm like, Hmm, a lot. <laughs> there <are> so many. <laughs> like answering support emails. Why was I doing that? I have a customer support person. Um, yes. or like, yes, <laughs> people would ask me from the group to get on calls and just like, can I pick your brain? And I'd be like, ah, I guess so.
0: Because if I don't, what will they
1: think of me? No. Oh like,
0: man. You're speaking such truth right now. Yep. So
1: all that's off the table. Good. Um, any just stupid things that like, can you, well, I don't want to say stupid because they do work for a lot of people, but like participating in summits, which have like promotion requirements, that's yep. a hardcore no-no. Yep. Or just like getting on calls to just chat with people that has like no real purpose to it. I feel like so how dick, do you say saying no a
0: lot because, of this stuff. Oh, how do you say <laughs> no? It's just so good because I, I get it and I think everyone listening is going to get it. How do you say no? What's your best? I just say, no? I so appreciate you
1: reaching out and thinking of me. Right now, I'm I have a newborn and I'm trying to manage a few projects, so it's not the best time, but I encourage you to circle back with me in about six months and we can see if it works.
0: That's pretty much what I do too. I've that's a the text where, expander man I'm, uh, I've gotten to the point where I'm just saying yeah unfortunately I'm not doing anything until uh, October at this point I'm like no podcast no nothing Like, you
1: are a busy chick I've been trying to get a hold of you to hang yeah, out and you're like know. no girl I'm busy bye
0: <laughs> I haven't had a life I haven't had a life for three months it's been something else and it's, I'm yeah. like Sunny I can finally drink again though <laughs> <laughs> the last few <laughs> times we hung out I, I
1: haven't know. been able to drink
0: Oh, yes, but I, I know, and we're gonna have to hang before you, before you move to Toronto. But yeah, so I mean, that's that's good perspective to have, and I think that it's really refreshing to hear that you know, bringing a baby into your life, and also the fact that you do run your business with your husband. It's is like a whole yeah. other thing, which is incredible, yeah. and I'm sure also challenging at times. Yeah, man, it's given you, it's given <laughs> you the perspective and the focus to really build the business in a new way. Because I think that I'm included. I'm. kind of scared for when I have a kid because I'm like, well, what's that going to do to my productivity? (laughs) Totally. It makes you more productive. I I promise you that. I would think so because you're like, I want to just get this done so I can actually have the quality space and time with my my child. So that's great to hear. Before we dive into the speed round, for anybody out there who's considering starting a business with their partner, Mm. any best tips?
1: Yeah. Know your role. Mm. 100%. Holy shit. The first few years that Josh and I were in business together, we were always trying to be right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, I'm right. I've got this. I I need to have a say in this. Now he has his side. I have my side. He does not come into my side and I certainly don't go into his side. Mm-hmm. So he's all like tech automation, strategy, that side of things. Training, he does all our courses. I ain't trying to mess with that. I'm terrible Mm. at it. Mm -hmm. And I do all the writing. I do all the community stuff. That's a lie because he's starting to come into that more. But um, I do all the podcast episodes, all of that kind of... Or interviews, sorry. I do the guest posts, all of that kind of stuff. Um, He doesn't even mess with that. I do all the copywriting, the emails, blah, 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 show notes. So we very much respect that we each have our own Mm rules. And I defer a lot of Decisions to him. Like, I don't need I I very much have learned to pick my battles. (laughs) Mm, So I'm just like, no, yeah, you can totally make that decision. I trust you because I know he has his like the business's best interest at heart, especially now that we have a kid. You know, like we both really want to make a great life for Kai. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. the vehicle to that is through creating a really streamlined structured business that gives us a space we're craving and the money. Like I'm not gonna lie. I love serving our community and whatnot, but I also want to make a decent amount of money. Totally, like, I want to travel with our kid and I want to like do cool shit with him and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So communication's a big one there, like having the hard conversations. Yeah, and not being afraid to both empathize and listen. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> that's probably my biggest. i like, actually, shut up, Jill, and listen to him. Too much time too. And. Allowing them to make the decision sometimes, mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes, um, sometimes. sometimes you have one. Yeah. and like not trying to be right. Yeah. And, and trusting them. If they make a mistake, then like, cool, we'll fix it. It's not yeah. the end of the world. So communication has been a huge one. And then knowing your role has been Which I think huge. actually
0: great tips for working with your partner, having a business with your partner, but also just great tips for managing a team in general, I think is- For sure for sure. Um, I've had to learn
1: some hard lessons around team management. I've been a terrible boss sometimes. I
0: don't think I'm a very good manager or boss and I don't really strive to be so I'm just like learning that other people need to do it for
1: me. Right? Okay, so Danielle (laughs) Laporte said something uh, like a few months ago where she's like, I've finally realized I don't like managing people so I don't anymore and I was like, you
0: can do that? You can (laughs) not have to do that stuff? What? Cool. I
1: I want to hire someone to manage because I I am not good at it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: same, same. Okay. We're going to do the speed round because I've kept you for a long time. It's funny. I'm always like, it's going to be an hour and then it always goes over because I get into like really great little conversations with everyone. No, this has
1: been so so good. I've loved it.
0: Um, Okay. So speed round. So it doesn't have to be one word answers, but as quick as possible. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Let's do this. Best business book every entrepreneur should read? (laughs) Traction. Great answer.
1: What are your daily non-negotiables? Um, I just love my mornings with Kai. Like I really love 7.30 to 10 is just like we hang and we love just it. like babble together and do nothing. I love that. Oh, and coffee. That's a non-negotiable. <laughs> and a green smoothie. There Sorry. you go. What are you grateful for today? there's so many things. Like Josh, hands down, he just did a great webinar that I was like, look at this. I'm sitting here doing yoga and my husband's in there making money. I love this. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And Granny the Nanny, for sure, because she's here holding down the fort so that we can work. Um, And then of course, the bear,
0: Kai. Yes. So good. Favorite kind of music to listen to when you work?
1: Uh, What's it called? Gold Instrumental Beats on Spotify.
0: Yo. Amazing! I'm gonna. Can we put it's, that in the show notes? That's that's going it's in the show such notes.
1: Such a good one. It's like just focus music, but it's like hip hop. I love. Amazing.
0: It. Best advice you've ever received from a mentor.
1: Uh, probably stop taking This shit so seriously <laughs> by James Woodmore. <laughs> and <laughs> what got you here won't get you there. That's one of my absolute so favorite good. gems he's thrown down on me as well.
0: So good. What are the three main characteristics of a successful entrepreneur?
1: Empathy, resourcefulness and consistency.
0: Oh, no one's ever said empathy, but I think that's so true. What is the biggest lie about online business?
1: (laughs) That it's easy (laughs) and that it happens quickly.
0: You're not the first person to say that. What are you most (laughs) proud of in your business?
1: I would say screw you. Cool. I love that. Like it's such a rock solid community. Everyone in there is so wildly supportive. Everyone's driven. It's just, we've got such a good thing going in there. And I'm so grateful for the people who continue to show up week after week, month after month.
0: Love it. What are you most proud of in your life? My
1: son. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the first time I've ever gotten to say that, but it's absolutely true. And I'm like, that's hands down like one of my biggest accomplishments because it was like such a transformative experience to go through the birth process and all that kind of stuff. I still think about it. Like I actually still think about my birth experience. Oh, I'm sure.
0: I feel (laughs) I'll (laughs) I'll think about it for the rest of my life when I go through it. Um, What is your definition of being your own boss? The ability
1: to work wherever you want, whenever you want, however you want with whoever you want. Loves it.
0: Okay. So finally, um, I do want people to grab your Facebook group guide. So where oh, can we yeah. go grab that?
1: Okay. So it's a long URL. Damn. We'll have to put it in the it's show Is it on your funny.
0: website somewhere? <laughs> yeah. No?
1: It's okay. the nine to five dot com forward slash Facebook dash groups dash for
0: dash business. There you go. Loves it. Okay, perfect. I'll give you the link though. we will put the link in the show notes for sure. And the link just to your website as well. Um, Thank you so much, Jill. I loved chatting with you. I know that we haven't had any hang time recently, but this has been pretty good. Yeah, this is so good. This is good. If
1: you can't hang out, I'm good because we had this. We had this. We had this. Thank you you so so much much for having me.
0: For being on the show and everything that you need to know about Jill and everything she talked about is in the show notes below. Uh, We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Sunny. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and share it with your fellow bosses. Congratulations on showing up for yourself today. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.